Hello, everyone, and welcome to the house. My name is Caleb Prozy, and joining me every single week is Naaman Smith and Caleb Confusioni. And this week, we've got a huge week in the sports world, and we can't wait to discuss that for you guys. Ooh. Next, I'm going to kick it over to Caleb Confusioni to give you guys a rundown of episode 13. All right, all right. What's up, everybody? So we have a huge week in sports. Uh, things happening this past week and this past week. Things coming up. Lots to look forward to. So we've got a lot going on, a lot to discuss uh, today. Uh, so first things first, FSU soccer is now heading to the Elite Eight after a 4-1 to win over LSU. Um, earlier this week in the round of uh, 32, I 16. guess. 16. We're, we're going to the Elite Eight now. So, Or does it kind that of... That was 32, different? so then Sweet 16 was against Pitt. That was a 3-0 oh, okay, win okay. against Pitt, uh, which was a pretty complete performance from our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, win. Probably the best we've looked so far all tournament. Um, so we're looking really good heading into the Elite Eight. It's really exciting. Uh, next up, UF Hate Week starts now. Oh, yeah. We have a huge game coming up this Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving at 7.30 p.m. The Florida State Seminole football team, who is 8-3, will look to become 9-3 against the University of Florida Gators in Dope Campbell Stadium. This is a huge game. Talk of the town this week. Everyone's looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are about to get rowdy and doke. Um, World Cup starts. Uh, World Cup started just a couple days ago. Uh, The United States just had their first game today against Wales, and we came out with a 1-1 draw, which is not the result that we really wanted. But, uh, you know, that's what happened. We're going to dive into that. Uh, We had an absolutely awesome weekend of college football. Uh, A lot of cupcake games with some some scares for some of the bigger, for the the top four teams. Uh, Tennessee falling to the Gamecocks of South Carolina. Spurs up, baby. Spurs up. So that was a really fun game to watch. Uh, USC prevails over UCLA. Other headlines we'll cover uh, there as well. Uh, and who that baby? A trip to New Orleans for to the house was an absolute success. smashing success. Awesome. The New Orleans Saints over the Los Angeles Rams, twenty-seven to twenty. Our offense looked the best it has in weeks. I'm very happy with the way Andy Dalton performed. Pack Stadium. Uh, Can I yeah, say one pack thing? Pack Stadium. Can I say one thing? Go ahead. The Saints are undefeated when we all watch a game together. Uh, we've all watched a game. Oh, uh, maybe not. No, on TV. We all well, watched. Yeah, yeah. At, so, at the dome. At so the we dome. have to get season tickets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So basically, yeah. conclusion. Uh, someone out there wants to buy season tickets. We would not be opposed. Uh, and as always, we're going to finish up with our picks for next week. We have a huge week in college football with rivalry week. Lots of really uh, fun games to pick there. And then, uh, obviously, another slate for the NFL to pick. And that is what we'll be covering this episode. Let's go. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Lots lots of really cool stuff to talk about. So, I'm excited for it. Uh, Venmo for the Saints season tickets is CTProzy14, just if you wanted to know. Thank yep, you. Yep, yep. All right. Moving into the what's happening. Naomi, you want to take that? Of course, yeah. So, I'll combine the two soccers into one. I feel like that's just fitting. Yeah, okay. So, uh, number one. We played a soccer game. We played actually two. Uh, we beat LSU and Pittsburgh this past week. Yeah, LSU was kind of tough. LSU actually was beating us, but yeah. we just we were making it interesting for the TV purposes. Mm-hmm. That's all we were doing there. More viewers. But we ended up winning, uh, and then we blew out Pittsburgh. Well, not blew out, but we shut out Pittsburgh three to zero to end the weekend. And we're moving into our next matchup. This. Saturday against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is the three seed. We're the one seed. Yeah. Uh, this will be our last home match in mm-hmm. Tallahassee of the season. Before heading to Cary. Before yeah. heading to Cary if we win. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting because if we beat Arkansas, our first match will be against UNC mm-hmm. in yeah. Cary, North Carolina. That we split with so, this season. Yes. Yeah. So, but we are like we have won the most recent, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. But UNC's got us beat on, in the home field advantage category. Yeah. yeah. Chapel Hill's a little closer than Tallahassee, Florida oh, is to carry. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. We'll, we'll keep everyone updated with that. Uh, we're really excited about our FSU soccer team. The one thing that I do want to mention before heading into the World Cup uh, news is that FSU soccer, we're a very aggressive team. We are. Mm-hmm. Unlike years prior where we just keep possession, death by possession, this year we live and die by just being aggressive. and it's just a little more attack heavy. Attack sure. heavy, but then we also do get hurt sometimes. LSU scored a goal. On our on a counter attack against us, they did. So, I was at that game, and it's very much like we we've we've been starting off slow, at least against LSU, mm-hmm. and then the game prior is like we kind of had a slow start where it's like we're a little bit sloppy, we're kind of trying to get the hang of things, and it's we're not we're kind of playing fast and not patient enough to the point where it's like okay, yeah. let's slow down, let's pump the brakes a mm-hmm. little, and just keep the ball and wait for opportunities to open up. Um, and then I think again, and I, I didn't watch the entire game against Pitt, but from what it sounds like is we played a more complete game. Yeah, mistakes were fixed. Mistakes were you know kept to a minimum. It was it was full you know throughout, just like a good effort, not anything silly given up. So uh, yeah, I think we just need to get off to better starts, and we'll uh, continue to dominate throughout the rest of the tournament. Yeah. So now moving on to the World Cup, uh, I'll just start with what the USA slate is. Yeah. Uh, the USA, we played a game today at the day that we're recording against Wales. It was not the result that we wanted. Again, we were up 1-0 for most of the game. Uh, a great goal by, um, oh boy, his last name starts with a W and it's four letters long. Wea. Wea. Yes. Timothy Wea. He's only 22. Yeah. He's our age. Yeah. Playing He's in the World Cup. Yeah. And which is crazy. Um, great goal by him. Uh, we had a few other opportunities, uh, and Pulisic, he was just getting kind of just, kind of just elbowed and kind of just late hits, kind of nudges yeah, by was, the other team. Yeah. That's going to be every team we verse. That's going to be their strategy because mm-hmm. Pulisic gets a little uh, aggravated, and when he gets aggravated, he kind of gets off his game a little bit, and it showed today. As uh, most strikers on, do. Yeah. yeah, as most strikers do. He's our corner kick and set piece taker. So all of the free kicks and corner kicks he's taking, and today, for whatever the reason, he just couldn't <clears throat> kick it over the front line of defense. Yeah. Every corner kick would just go to the front line of defense, and they just headed away. And we're not going to beat England playing that way. England won in a big match today, too, 6-2. to 6-2, to two. yeah. So England beat Iran. Another. So those are the four teams in our group. Yep. Wales, Iran, and England, and us. And uh, England's the dominant powerhouse in our group. They're yeah, projected sure. to win. Um, I think they're five in the like total rankings. Yeah, I believe this is what they're at. So, so that's Solid leading team. us into our next game. We this game will have already happened. Is England next? Record. England yes. is on Friday. Black Friday at two o'clock Eastern time. Please watch. Yeah, we'll probably drop the episode before it's that. Probably the biggest yeah. game. In probably the last ten years of U.S. soccer history, oh yeah, like it's, it's a big. huge game. If we somehow win it, it again, England's just the dominant. They got the Premier League soccer. MLS is considered a joke internationally wise. Oh yeah. So if we win this game, it puts us on the map. And if we lose it, again, we're still alive. But it definitely just confirms the stereotype. Yeah. 
And mm. so looking at how we stay alive if we do lose, because we're projected to lose with a tie today, which we tied, and if we lose to England, it'll just come down to how we play Iran versus how Wales plays Iran. It's going to come down to goal differential. And goal differential, because we're pro- both – we both should be Iran. Is Iran, yeah. Okay. Iran is the bottom tier team, and it'll just come down to how many goals we score against them and how many goals we give up against England. So, yeah. um, again, again, that England game's huge. Like, if we lose 1-0, even though it's a defeat, it's not that bad of a loss because yeah, it's well, just a negative mm-hmm. one goal differential. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it, it would be great. I think it would be awesome if we got a draw. If we were to pull out a draw against England, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you go, you get another point, right? And then you know England's at the point now where then they're they're forced to play Wales at full force, yeah. right? They're yeah. not at a point where they can just rest their starters and they can kind of take it easy because they know that they've already won the group. They have to they have to actually play like yeah. play Wales. So if we could, you know, park the bus a little bit, maybe sneak a goal in. If we concede one, that'd be fine. But if we can pull out a draw against England, I think that's huge. So I don't think they're. I was reading up on it earlier. I don't think they're going to rest at all. Because yeah. overall seeding for the entire that's tournament, true. Yeah. Uh, if they get nine points and just sweep their entire group, mm-hmm. they'll be like the number one seed in the entire World Cup. Like when true. they come to like seeding true. and stuff. But um, I, we do want to mention like the World Cup twenty twenty two odds. This is before any games happen. They didn't. Not much has changed. The only thing that would change is like England won six two, so maybe their odds got like a little bit better. But I'll just say the top five. Because the top five are well-known teams. Brazil, best odds, yeah. plus 450, which just means if you bet 100, you'll win 450. Uh, France, second. Argentina, third, with Messi in his final year yeah. at the World Cup. Mm. England, fourth. Spain, fifth. Germany, sixth. Uh, the Netherlands played also today. They're, mm, they're eighth. They're yeah. 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 They're and then there. Portugal with Ronaldo is nine. Any other notes? Uh, United States is very far down there. I think they're they're about 18th is what I would guess. Not really high expectations. Not too high. It would definitely be a miracle on tur- on turf if they won. Or yeah. <laughs> miracle on grass is what they probably call that. Probably. Yeah. Um, but So that's enough of the World Cup. We will keep you guys updated. Uh, hopefully... This will be more than just one or two weeks of coverage. Hopefully, oh, we yeah. go we'll keep going farther. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. Well, well, I mean, USA wise. Yeah, it's hopefully gonna be. Uh, yeah, hopefully, this is like three or four weeks of. It's coverage. gonna be weird yeah. splitting my Thanksgiving football with my World Cup football. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah. So, also, I was talking to someone next door. Uh, she's she's from Brazil. Her family is gonna be watching soccer all day on Thanksgiving because Brazil sure. is playing on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So any Brazil, like any Americans from Brazil or Brazil heritage, your Thanksgiving is going to be a lot of soccer watch. That's their whole year. culture, dude. That's that's it, man. But yeah, I mean, we as far as the U.S. goes, I mean, second youngest team in the tournament. So it's you know a, a lot of a lot of development that still needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think if we, if we make it out of the group, that's huge. That's huge yeah. for this group. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in 26, yeah. honestly. I think that's what we're if leading they, towards cuz right. 26 is in North America. Yeah, yeah. it's so, here. If they continue to develop and I mean, these guys I mean, there's a lot of young talent on this team. Like there really is. A lot of these guys are real solid, so it's going to be fun to watch in the next uh next World Cup as well, but you know, I'm hoping that they have good success here too. Bringing it back to more national news instead of international. 
Um, there's been some rumors for the Auburn team coming up. Yeah. What rumors have you heard, Nathan? Uh, actually, as we're speaking, it's kind of funny. So uh, a rumor, an old Miss sports, like, sports anchor for like a news station r- reported that Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the old Miss coach on Friday and head to Auburn to become the Tigers' new head coach. We knew it wasn't true because he would no, he would never step down on Friday because that's the day before his game versus Mississippi State. Yeah. But we thought there was some truth to it. But two minutes ago, Lane Kiffin just texted, that's news to me. Uh, nice sources, bud. So uh, it probably isn't necessarily true. A little, little but, fake news surrounding Auburn. Yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. Uh, maybe I think in two weeks, time will tell. Because he'll step down after this game this weekend. If so, yeah. if if he does decide to leave, so that's breaking news in the pod that Lane Kiffin actually <clears throat> tweeted that himself. Uh, but we'll see. Quick that, little note for FSU basketball: if we're heading back over some FSU athletics, FSU men's basketball has just recorded their first win tonight as we're recording over Mercer, eighty-one to seventy-two. So it's good that. that we uh, first win. First win. Uh, women's team is still undefeated. I'm thinking they're like what four zero five zero. I think 4-0. 4-0. They're doing well. Uh, FSU football, obviously, is doing well. And, um, yeah, so good things happening over here at FSU in the athletic department. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. One more thing. we got to just make a note of this. FSU got a QB commitment today. They did. And not just a QB commit. A flip from Ohio State. Yep. Uh, So he's a really good guy. Uh, 6'2", 205 from Memphis, Tennessee. He had been committed to the Buckeyes since July, and he flipped his commitment to Florida State today. His name is Brock Glenn. So yeah. very excited about him. He's 2023. So that'll mean he will be a freshman next fall. He will be on campus next fall. So A.J. Duffy isn't the surefire QB, like next future QB of the Bulls. He yeah. will have competition. Um, so now some we do need to like let, let let our listeners know Ohio State actually got a QB commit like two weeks ago. So they've been kind of telling him like, hey, we'll probably use you as more of a backup. Maybe you could want to look at other options. One of those so, guys, either this new commit or AJ Duffy, is probably going to enter the transfer portal yeah. in yeah. the next year or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully one of those guys gets a good starting job and does well for FSU. I wish nothing but the best for both of these guys, but. I honestly would love to see A.J. Duffy sling it for the Seminoles. I would, too. I mean, I've heard so much about the guys. I'm just kind of itching to see him get out there. Me, too. I've heard he's got a really strong arm. Um, So, yeah, I'd love to see him get out there uh, after after Travis – Will likely declare for the draft after after next season. After next season, yes. That's the projection right now. So, um, But, yeah, either of these dudes, it would be cool to see. So, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Moving forward, we're going to talk about some NFL football that happened last week. We don't have to talk any Jags or Finns this week because they were both on a bye week. So we're going to move it over to Caleb to talk about them Saints. Them Saints. Yeah. What a game, man. I mean, this was like we we rolled into this into the dome a little bit late, so we were in there a little bit uh in in the middle of the first quarter. Parking's rough, but guys. Parking <laughs> is rough in New Orleans. But let me tell. You, I mean, the dome was packed out. For a three and seven New Orleans Saints team, primarily in the upper levels, in the upper like I mean, we got up there and I'm like, it's crowded up here, and everyone around us is you know chanting, going mm-hmm. crazy, like getting loud up in the like I mean, it is an unreal atmosphere. It was definitely end. a lot um, more exciting and hype than I had envisioned for yeah. a three and two, three and seven, three teams and seven teams or three and six teams now, four and six for the Saints. Yeah. 
So it, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, people around us were awesome. Uh, every I mean, New Orleans fans really just band together. Yeah. Like I mean, there is it's it's a great fan base to be a part of. Um, yeah, game went really well. Um, I, I was very like very happy that this was the game that we chose to go, uh, go to. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Sage for picking out those tickets. Like, Sage this, and all this right. Was, Sage. This was the game. Uh, so appreciate that. Um, Matt yeah, Stafford I mean, our, got hurt. Yeah, so prayers Matt up for Stafford, Matt Stafford. Yeah, he went into concussion protocol late into the second quarter. And as a random yeah. Sa- Saints fan mentioned, this wasn't even in New Orleans. It was mentioned at the shed, great barbecue place, by the way. He mentioned to us in in the bathroom. Actually, he said, "I'm really happy Matthew Stafford got hurt because they were driving. He they was were doing really it. well. Yeah, good they, were dry, they were driving. Yeah, he. So for the for the end of the first half, things were looking." Like it was a close game. It wasn't looking like they were going to blow us out or anything like that. It was they had a. Uh, it, it was the, not, it, Saints, it was like seventeen to thirteen or something. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Saints so, definitely had control. It, it looked like whenever they Matthew drove, Stafford was like choosing to throw it, he would just find an open pass. Well, yeah. they they drove so down. Sometimes they ran it. Which that's the, make the sense. two minute drill before halftime. They drove down and scored a touchdown, yeah. which was pretty big. And Matt Stafford looked unstoppable in that drive. Yeah, and the second half starts. And it's like, where is Stafford? Like, there's this. I, yeah, I thought they were running the Wildcat with somebody. I was like, what's going on? And then I realized, oh, this is our second string QB. Yeah. Yeah. And then we looked at there was a tweet said that Stafford was back uh, in the locker room doing shout out Twitter uh, concussion Twitter protocol. Yeah, amazing. shout out to the tweeter. Really helped us out there. We were confused. Super fun so. game. Caesar Superdome is an electric atmosphere. I recommend going, even if you're not a yeah. Saints fan. Yeah. You'll have a great time. And if what your perception of Caesar Superdome right now is that like, oh, it's dirty or like, yeah, it's old. It really isn't. It's a good environment to watch a football it's game. Every, any seat is a good seat. It's nicer than Doak. Yeah. Again, Doak, yeah. again, it's hard to compare the two, but again, Caesars is a good place. Uh, we, the I food, mean, you know, was, yeah, could be better. But Dome dogs. Dome do- they had dome I mean, dogs. Yeah. Some of the food looked really good. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Um, but yeah. Dol- yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk Lions. Lions win their third game in a row. Mm-hmm. They seem to be on a little bit of a tear. Jared Goff isn't performing as much, but their run game is absolutely dominant. They beat the Giants 31 to 18, and they absolutely are just tearing it up. They're playing the Bills next week on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. If Josh Allen's struggles get fixed. Next, Vikings get absolutely shot down by the Cowboys. I mean, come on. They took the game that off was, of national television. That was bad. 40 to 3. The Cowboys were absolutely yeah. rolling over Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And I, I feel I feel for the Vikings, but also at the same time, like they did not come to play. That like was Justin so bad. Jefferson had like three catches. Like Dalvin Cook only had like sixty yards rushing, maybe. And it was just like nobody was performing. Everybody just took chose to not play well. And it's just Cowboys were super dominant. I mean, I think it's good for the Vikings. It's ultimately. good. I, I mean, think the Vikings it's, I think it's a humbling to, experience yeah. for them. And yeah. They haven't really had to have that yet this season, so yeah, I think it's good. Next next game, Jets cannot score. I don't know what it was about the New England Patriots and the Jets, but it was three three with at the end of the fourth quarter Talk in the game. About a snooze fest. had to be decided by a punt return touchdown. So Mac Jones and Zach Wilson just absolutely did not show up in the passing game. She was Wilson sending the. Post game presser. I did no. not. So apparently, so someone asked him like, "Do you do you feel like you let your defense down?" Like, there was uh, some stat about like there was more punts than like. Oh, the, oh well, there's another stat because oh, I don't remember the stat I'm about to say, but there was this stat. They averaged like two point something something inches per play in the second half. Oh my god! Yeah, well, they only got two yards. <laughs> Of offense in the second half, so I would yeah. imagine like two inches or something. Yeah, basically, Wilson was asked, "Do you feel like you let your defense down?" And he said, "No." 
Well, and you did if you only put three points up in four quarters. Yeah, so everyone's kind of dogging on Wilson. And something that, that and I... Rightfully so. so, actually, it's some interesting development there because Robert Sala this morning in a press conference said, no, Zach Wilson is our guy. Our job as coaches is to prepare him better. Like, he's our guy. Mm. We are going to try to make it work. Which is, like, all the fans hearing that are probably just like, no. James? Please. Go to Joe Flacco because... Oh, oh, you're talking about Zach Wilson. No, this is the head coach who said, like, Zach Wilson's our guy. It's our job to just do better as coaches. No, because throws he missed. And then, later on in the day, this afternoon, he came out in another press conference and said, we're not confirming Zach Wilson as our starter this weekend. We will see in practice who wins. Justifiable. I mean, you play like that. But he kind of backed off what he said this morning. This morning he said, Zach Wilson's our guy. I mean, you play NFL football and college football as well week to week. I mean, it's not like – I think that he he, he didn't expect to go in and play the Patriots and score three points. I I do want to bring up a stat I sent the boys in our group chat this morning. Is uh, Jets passing touchdowns this season. Mm. Zach Wilson has seven starts. Four passing touchdowns, Gross. right? Gross. So that's, again, I don't know, less than one a game. Joe Flacco, three starts, five passing touchdowns yeah, this season. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We will see. I don't uh, know. Maybe it's the right move to start Flacco for a couple of games. Maybe get Zach Wilson to get that fire back in him and that he'll actually be competitive in practice. I think he's just comfortable. Can I propose something? Hmm. So the Jets, actually, I still, I believe they still have the Seahawks first round pick this year. This year. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure, but... There's so many good QBs in this class. Take Why don't you just put Joe Flacco in? And Zach Wilson's had his chance. You know he's not the guy. I'm sorry for any Zach Wilson fans out there. Yeah. He's not the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, maybe he'll pop off for another team, but you've tried, and your backup QB is doing better than the starter. So, um, again, I would take your chance on a C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, but that's just me. I mean, they're doing too well to get a pick like that, though. But they have two first-round picks. You could trade them for a top-five pick. That is true. I, That's I, what I yeah. was they could. They could do that. I, yeah, the Jets started way too hot. Yeah. So next game, the Chiefs just aren't allowed to lose. Like, come on. I, like, they marched down the field. They to were down. The, ref, the refs helped them out. The refs helped them out. Travis Kelsey was catching passes like he was a wide-out receiver. Like, Derwin James was making mistakes on defense. It's just a shame. Like, you, you see Justin Herbert doing everything he can. He had a good game. He had some, a couple of his guys back in the lineup. So it was nice. Jesse Palmer caught a deep touchdown for the Chargers. Seemed like they were really caught rolling. Two. Caught two. Yeah. Seemed like they were really going to beat the Chiefs. And um, the Chiefs don't lose in November and December. Mm-hmm. They they just don't. Um, yeah. But also the Raiders got a win over Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And Devontae Adams had two touchdowns. Absolute beastin'. But honestly, it's a it's kind of a a little kid match. Raiders and Broncos. It's not really anything worth watching. Like It was cool that they went to overtime. But at the same time, like... This is supposed to be like the game of the week. Like seeing these lineups preseason, it's yeah. like Raiders and Broncos. Like that's going to be a grudge match between two mm-hmm. absolute beasts and teams. But now, no. So yeah. it's it's nice to see the Raiders get a win and Russ lose because honestly, Russ is a weird guy. Broncos waved Melvin Gordon today too. That's yeah. Imagine trading crazy. for Melvin Gordon in our fantasy league. Hey man, you trade no. for Melvin Gordon? Mm-hmm. I did earlier this year. Yeah. Oof. But hey, maybe he lands somewhere and he's he's RB one. Hey, that's why we have three people on the podcast. 
Because we're all wrong throughout the season. We've all had our mistakes. We've all had our mistakes. Name and pick Syracuse over FSU. (laughs) Granted, this is when Javante Williams had been injured, so I thought, hey, Melvin Gordon's good. Little did I know they would pick up Latavius Murray off the streets. Mm -hmm. That's true. All right, moving into college football, we see FSU dominating again, a cupcake walk against Louisiana. Name, you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, do you want me to do the two-minute drill? Oh, you shoot. Okay, um, <laughs> let me let me pop on two minutes for you. Yeah, yeah, of You course. can skip yeah. the FSU game now. Well, no, no, that's definitely something I'll mention. Okay. Um, Wait, I'm not ready. Yeah, right, I completely forgot. Time. All right, three, two, one. Okay, yes. So, Caleb already mentioned Florida State. So, something about those Florida schools this week. Out of all D1 schools in Florida, FSU was the only school to get a win this week. In football and no, in college or professional. Like I know I'm expanding it to professional too, which is kind of crazy. Um, so well, all the professional Florida teams are on a bye, so that's why they. That's why uh, none of them lost or won. But uh, so that means Florida lost, UCF lost, Miami. They lost. They lost. They got oh yeah, they lost to Clemson. Clemson. But uh, so Florida State won, and they're going to be versing Florida this week on Friday. Very excited for that. Oh, yeah. And a few close matches. Michigan barely held on against Illinois. Again, they'll have a tough one against Ohio State this week. Uh, TCU barely held on against Baylor, but a team that didn't hold on. Wait, they got destroyed. Hmm. South Carolina destroyed the Vols. The number five Vols went into Columbia. Mm -hmm. Willie South Carolina, B. yeah, and just got dominated. Hendon Hooker well, faked an injury. <laughs> he has a torn ACL, but we don't we don't buy it. But uh, Arkansas beat number fourteen Ole Miss. They destroyed him. They were up by like thirty at one point. Number thirteen UNC lost as well. Uh, a few other schools lost. Um, the other big one to note is USC. They were number seven. Beat number sixteen UCLA in a battle in Los Angeles. Oh my god! Very tight. Very close. That's a good rivalry. And that leads us into our rivalry week this week, starting oh, yeah. with UF versus Florida State on Friday. And then the battles of North Carolina, <laughs> NC State versus UNC, again on Friday. That's mm-hmm. going to be four hours earlier than the UF FSU one. And then on Saturday, we have a uh, noontime game, which is an odd time for a three versus number two. I mean, that's just that's their slot. Big noon kickoff. It's big noon kickoff. That's their thing. That's Fox's thing. It's number three Michigan going to number two Ohio State. We'll talk about that in a second. South Carolina's going to Clemson. Auburn's going to Alabama. Uh, A few others that are pretty good. Michigan State's going to two Penn State. And then Notre Dame's going to USC. But let's start and talk about with, let's talk about that UF going to Florida State game. One, One big thing about UF though is they did lose to Vanderbilt. They did lose week, to Vanderbilt this week. Which huge yeah. because Vanderbilt now has two back-to-back SEC wins. Wow! <laughs> Vanderbilt's on fire. Which was very cool to see. I don't know who that was out there. <laughs> I don't know. We have some fans. We some have fans, fans outside the window wanted to get a word in. <laughs> um, but also, yeah. Some really, Vanderbilt fans outside. Really, yeah, some Vandy fans out there. <laughs> yeah, they, Vandy boys crawling around in the dark. There's lots of Vandy fans in uh, Tallahassee for right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yes, UF versus Florida. I Oh, Florida State, yes. Or Flor- I mean, UF versus Florida <laughs> State. Sorry. I'm, I wanted Florida to, like, get a win, so they're, like, high a little bit on that win, and then we absolutely destroy them. Now I think, like, they're just angry 
And I'm not nervous, but like, I mean, I am, obviously it's Florida, Florida State, anything can happen, but yeah, yeah, I kind of wish they had gotten the win last week. I don't see a repeat of our like Miami game. I think Florida will like actually come very prepared. Yeah, they will score. They're coming off of a loss. And again, they've, Again, they they don't want to lose. Again, Florida State, I think Florida State's very hot, too. Do you want to know the games I have for picks this week? Or do you want to run down rivalry week first? Uh, I just want to talk about one more game. So Auburn's going to Alabama. We actually met a few Alabama The fans. Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. Usually this is a way more hyped up game, but this year, again, Auburn and Alabama are underperforming for their own standards. Underperforming is a... Yeah, relative, a stretch for relative to each of their own yeah. standards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Auburn would love to be number eight in the country. Alabama would love to be Most top schools three. would like to be eight in the country. Yes, right yes. And Alabama's not content with that. We ran into a few Alabama fans at right next the to us. Saints game. Yeah. And they actually thought Alabama was going to lose this week. They're not excited. Which is like crazy to think about. I'm excited for the game. I don't think Auburn is, should be favored in this game. I think Alabama will probably win. Bryce Young is just isn't a it in Tuscaloosa as well? It is, yeah. and Auburn. Auburn actually plays them close there until like the start of the fourth quarter. It'll always be close until the start of the fourth quarter. An upset that could happen: South Carolina versus Clemson. We'll Ooh. get into that more in our picks, upset hopefully. Alert. But uh, one more game that I just need to mention is uh, what, what game was it? Um, it was oh Notre Dame going to USC. That's a good one. Yeah, big one. Well, I think game. we'll pick that one. But Michigan versus Ohio State. If you guys want to talk about that now, more than just pick wise, uh, Michigan Ohio State. I mean, both had games where it was like, is this really the teams that are going to be facing yeah. off next week? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, these they teams were putting in the playoffs last week. Like, my hope is that they underperformed because they were already preparing for this game. Uh, yeah, I hope. I mean, I hope. Um, I want it to be a shootout. I want it to be a grudge match. I want Blake Corum to be healthy because he did get mm-hmm. injured last week, which kind of scared me. That's the Michigan running back. Michigan running back, Heisman candidate running back as yeah. well. Yes. And I just... But on the flip side, Ohio State has a Heisman candidate of their own. They do. C.J. Stroud and... The I mean, in the quarterback, yeah. I wish Marvin Harrison Jr. was more of a Heisman candidate. I just think he's, he's stellar. He's a stud. So, yeah, but he's, he's not. Stud. He's outstanding. I think the game will come down to... It, so Michigan's going to double cover Marvin Harrison Jr. But you know that and Ohio CJ State Stroud is going to have to figure out a solid, consistent other wide receiver other than him mm-hmm. to throw to. And, and Ohio State's run defense is going to be <laughs> there. That defensive line is going to be working hard this week. They have a good pass D line, like a pass rush. But I don't know how their run defense is. They've never really yeah. been tested this year. I don't. I, I. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a real for these two teams. You think the defenses a, are going to stand tall? I think it's going to be a relatively low scoring mm-hmm. game. I don't mm-hmm. think Ohio State has played a I'm, defense I'm as it. good as Michigan's yet, yeah. and I don't think Michigan has faced a test as big as Ohio State yet. Obviously, neither of these teams have played a caliber of team as what they're about to play. You should have gambled so. when we were in Louisiana. So in Louisiana, you can gamble, and right now the over under is fifty seven. Mm, yeah, that's an average of what, I think it's gonna be less 20, than that. 28 per team. Yeah, I think it's gonna be less than that. I, yeah, I don't. I, I see the defense is really taking Michigan, over this game. Michigan is old school, play great defense, ground and pound, run the ball. Yeah, which is gonna be so. It's gonna be so much fun to watch against an Ohio State team who's very like with CJ Stroud, you know, very much an aerial raid, like you know, a quarterback who can run and sneak out of the pocket and you know do things, make things yeah. work with his legs and stuff. So. Recover Blake Corum and I feel like Michigan stands a good let's chance. Let's actually let's actually pick that game. Okay, we'll start off with actually we should should we want to start off no, with no, that let's game? Let's start okay. with that game. We're talking okay. about it. So yeah, number three Michigan heads to Ohio State, who's number two in the country. I think because this, this is the game that 
Whoever wins this game is in. is in the college football playoff. Whoever loses is probably out. Like 90% I don't, chance I don't for I think they should be... They should be considered in. How about this? Whoever wins yeah. controls their fate. Yes. How about that? Definitely. I, I don't yeah. foresee the college football committee picking two Big Ten teams, though. That's what I think. So, I, how about yeah. that? I, I Whoever agree. wins it, you control I don't think fate. it's necessarily right, especially if it's a very close game and both of these teams look really good. Yeah, I mean, this win is... Like, super... Do- whatever. All right, all right. All yeah, right. This, I'll start. This win is conditional, uh, but I say if Blake Corum is healthy, I'm going to go Michigan regardless, but... Yeah, Blake Corum, if he shows out, that's going to be the dif- the difference maker. Yeah, I'm with you. I have Michigan as well. I really hope Blake Corum's healthy. I think that's going to be that's going to be a big determinant of whether mm-hmm. or not Michigan wins, honestly. I haven't uh, seen Ohio State's defense really stop the run that well. Or they have, but yeah. not against anybody good. Well, and I, I haven't seen Ohio State's offense face as big of a challenge as Michigan's defense yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be... I think that's that's going to be a slap in the face for Ohio State, at least in the first half. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what happens. But I've got Michigan winning the game. Uh, not so fast. This is the unpopular pick among us three because they're both going Michigan. I'm going to go Ohio State. I am a huge supporter of the Ohio State offense. They are very uh, streaky at times. They have a very low low, but their high is – the best ceiling out of every team. They have an eighth gear. Yeah, they have an eighth gear. Again, they have the best offense in the country, but, like, will it show up? Again, against Penn State, they scored 28 points in four minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. That also was a pick six, too. But 28 points in four minutes and 30 seconds. That's crazy. So, I think, as Caleb said, I do think it'll be a low-scoring game until Ohio State sometime during this game just – just puts up points. Do you think, question for both of you guys, mm-hmm. do you think it's whoever sets the tone at the beginning of the game or who can show up at the end is going to decide? I think this? if Michigan can get ahead by like 14 or 17 points, I think the game could be potentially over. Like Because then they the could tone. start playing possession great. ball. Ohio State, they could put it away in their own way. They're not going to run the clock out. That's not Ohio State's ball. Ohio State will just keep scoring and scoring. So if they're up by 14, they're going to try to make that 35 within I mean, like yeah. a, a If quarter. it turns into a shootout, then yeah, I think that's 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 in Ohio State's favor. They each but play the I, lead differently. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I would I would say it's going to be one of those games where whoever has the ball last would be more likely to win. Okay, so I mean, oh, so you're saying like whoever can show up at the end? At the end, would yeah. be, would, that would be my team. All right, yeah. so going into another pick, we're going to talk UF versus Florida State. I got Florida State. These guys are super dominant, and they're not going to let Florida walk into Doak and take the W. Thanks. Yeah, Florida State for sure. This this home field advantage is about to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think night uh, game. I'm I'm like I'm so pumped for this. Our team looks red hot right now. UF yeah. coming off a loss to Vanderbilt. Dude, I'm not talking to so anyone. Sure. I'm not talking to anyone at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm saving my voice. Yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going Florida State. I've learned from my <laughs> mistakes that uh. Yeah, just not to pick against Florida State. Florida State's really hot right now, uh, and I don't see it stopping here. All right, so. for name, and we're going to pick the Auburn-Alabama uh, game. Yeah. Fun fact about FSU, they have us projected in the Sun Bowl against Utah right now. I oh, saw, dude, I I saw, saw a Gator Bowl. Wait, I saw Gator Bowl versus Kentucky. Oh, I saw against Oregon. Lots of fun possibilities. What are we looking at? I hope it's Gator Bowl in Jacksonville because then we cool. can easily go to that game. Yeah. yeah, that would be sick. Or Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando would be nice, too. That would also be cool. So. Anyways. Auburn versus Alabama in the old, good old fashioned Iron Bowl. I'm going to take Bama. I mean, yeah. I am. I just I don't foresee a world where this poor 
Auburn team can take a win. Yeah, if Saban lost this game, he would get very red and he probably could explode. So uh, I'm going to definitely go with Bama on this one. I'm going to go Auburn. Uh, they have what it takes to beat them. <laughs> I, but, hope, I hope. And we always play them close. No one understands how close we actually play I mean, rivals in Georgia so every do. year. Like Georgia, we were within a, a possession of them until it was either the end of the second quarter, Georgia kicked a field goal at the end that made it 10, or it was the start of the third quarter. So like it was within a pet possession for the entire first half. Yeah, no, I'm, so like I, I think Auburn will win. Uh, I hope they do. I'm excited. Uh, I think Cadillac has a lot of momentum around this team right now. Uh, and then what is the other? Game? The next game I want to talk about is the Gamecocks head to Death Valley to play the number 17 oh. in the country in Clemson. Oh. I've got the Gamecocks. I think if Spencer Rattler and that team can be as hot and heavy as they were against Tennessee, I think they could take the win. Uh, what time? It's a it's a noon game. If this was a night game, I would pick South Carolina. Mm, they're good at the night games. But since it's not, I'm going to have to go to Clemson. Yeah. Um, I, I, gosh, I really hope South Carolina proves me wrong because I love South Carolina and I love what they're doing, what they did against Tennessee. But uh, I'm going to have to go Clemson here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Clemson too. South Carolina, they're they're hot, but I think the difference is that it's not in, it's not, it's at Clemson. I yeah, that's it's always difference. hard. I think if it was in South Carolina right now, South Carolina would win. Uh, that place was rocking. They stormed the field. Uh, so I'm going to go South Carolina. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson. Sorry. Ooh. Last game, Notre Dame heads to USC yes. to play that rivalry game. I'm going to pick the Trojans. Their offense is lights out. And I just I think Notre Dame is doing well. But, yeah, USC is going to get the edge on mm. them. Yep. I got USC as well. Caleb Williams looks really good right now. Played a good game against UCLA. Uh, Heisman candidate, obviously. Uh, Notre Dame is, is, has looked better towards the end of the season, so I think they're going to keep it close, but got the Trojans. I'm going to go Notre Dame. Uh, they're really hot right now. They beat Clemson three weeks ago, and they just shut out Boston College 44-0. to zero. Mm, So yeah. going Notre Dame. Uh, it's not an obvious pick. Uh, it's in L.A. USC is a red-hot team, but uh, Notre Dame. All right. Heading into week or this upcoming week of the NFL uh, we're gonna do a rapid fire of the NFL games. I've got five teams on the sl- or five games on the slate. Sweet. Bills at Lions on Thanksgiving Day. I'm it's in Ford Field in Detroit. I think I'm gonna go with the Lions. I, I don't know. I think the Lions have what Did it takes. Did you see that. <laughs> uh, Dan Campbell post game? So he, dude, he I love him. Yeah, so he much. was very hyped. All right, man. Y'all deserve this, man. This is this is a good team, man. It's literally like <laughs> I mean, yeah, they beat the Giants like everything. I yeah, I've got the Lions. If Jamal Williams and the ground game do as well as they did last week, you know what? The Lions are a classic Thanksgiving team. The Bills are not. The Bills are intruding on the Lions holiday. Uh, MC Motor City Dan Campbell is so dude. Wins just wins just mean more to that man. I've got the Detroit Lions over the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, Josh Allen. Uh, I hate to say it. I love the Lions. Not so fast. I'm going to go the Bills. The Bills are just the better team. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think I think the Lions can only go so far on spirit. Okay. Uh, Giants at Cowboys again, so also on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, the Giants offense looked absolutely wonderful against the Vikings. I'm going to take the Cowboys – or not the Giants offense. The Cowboys offense looked great, and the Giants struggled against the Lions, mm-hmm. which Lions are amazing. But, yeah, Cowboys. Yep, going to go to the Cowboys as well. Cowboys as well. All right. Ravens play the Jags after a bye week. We won the bye week, and I think we can win again versus these Ravens. Lamar Jackson is struggling. He's not throwing any touchdowns. He's making a lot of mistakes. Uh, I just think if we can contain him, then we can win. 
Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Baltimore. Baltimore's got a lot of talent. I hate it. I wish I could go. I, I want to go. I want to pick the Jags just just for you because I know how much they mean to you. But, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, Lamar's got a lot of talent. I think maybe he finds his stride in the game against Jacksonville. Honestly, just went to the Saints game with you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, ooh, this is tough. I'm gonna go Ravens though. Uh, it would be hard for me to see the Ravens lose this game, other than if Lamar starts getting cramps in South in Florida. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ravens. Uh, easy pick for me, honestly. Texans at Dolphins. I'm gonna go with the Finns off of a bye week. How about wait, wait, how about this? We're gonna do against the spread. Miami minus twelve. Who are we going? I don't know. What do you want? Wait, you start that. Ah. Oh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Dolphins plus. No, I'm gonna go Dolphins minus twelve. So uh, I think Dolphins will win it by more than twelve. Uh, they've got an electrifying offense. I think they'll put up a bunch of points. I think the Texans won't. So I got Dolphins plus twelve. Mm, minus, minus twelve. 12. Yeah, I'm gonna go Dolphins minus twelve too. I mean, they're just so dominant. The Texans are so bad this year. Like they, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they're just a. It's it's just a. Horrible, horrible situation in Houston. I agree. Uh, and Miami's really, you know, finally turning into the team that they want to be. So yeah, they've got a same. powerful offense. Yeah. points. I agree. Next game, Saints at 49ers. Ooh. Niners are currently playing right now as we're recording, so I can't see they if they're are doing up. well. They are 14-10. 14-10? Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Niners. I mean, it's in San Francisco. And, uh, yeah. Every week might be the death of me. Might might be a great pick. I don't know, but I've got to go with the Saints. Um, have some momentum uh, against a uh, you know Los Angeles Rams team. Good win. Um, I mean, to be honest, our division is horrible, so it's technically <laughs> still up for grabs. So I think there's a little bit of hope there for the team. Uh, we need this win against the Niners, and I think we're going to get it. Not so fast. Um, the Niners are a very very good football team. The Saints are just a very okay football team. So, I'm going to go the Niners. Oh, that concludes our picks for this week of NFL and college football. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to episode 13. We love doing this podcast every week, and we can't wait to cover more sports next week. Again, this is Naaman, Caleb, and Caleb signing off. Let's go, Noles.